Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to the newest episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Sandel, joined, as always, by the Jason Statham to my Vin Diesel. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, I like swimming and action movies. And our very own Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's Eric Ronovic. Eric, how you doing? Um, how, do, how, does it feel, how does it feel to be the Dwayne? feels great knowing that uh i'm gonna be loved by everyone but don't really get along with anyone that isn't kevin hart i i don't <laughs> that <laughs> that right. uh that central intelligence movie is better than it has any right to be criminally underrated like it is the you know how there's like an era of action movies where it was like everything's like a three to a four out of five and you can put it on at any point and enjoy yourself yes yep. that is central intelligence like you uh, just, called that when it came out. I remember you were kind of stoked on it, and then I never heard yeah. about it. It's it's fun. It's stupid. It's not great, but it's <laughs> it's fun. I mean, there is literally a scene where they just have Aaron Paul say say bitch because he says it in uh, in Breaking Bad. It's, it's like it's like the whole setup is just like it's a setup to have him say a line from a different show. Do the thing that con- contextually does not make perfect sense in the movie. It's it's <laughs> it is what it is. All right, last week. The Seahawks faced the New York football jets. And as predicted, Mike white is not good at football. So, I mean, <laughs> I don't really have uh, a ton to say other than that. I mean, we get, we can talk about the individual performances. There were some good ones in this game, but I mean, last week I said, I think like four times, Mike white is not good. He's going to show you why he's a backup. We should easily win this game. Um, it is weird to me that the jets have decided to just throw Zach Wilson into the garbage can. Have you seen Zach uh, Wilson play? I know, but you just can't. I feel like you just let you just let it play out for the rest of the season. Mike White is Mike White is not the answer. So you just like let it play out for the rest of the season. I get what they were doing. Like sometimes the backup gives you a spark and they were like, we're in the playoff hunt. We might as well try. And for one game, it did work. I, I think guess. they also might have been kind of ego checking Zach Wilson. Like part to of the see problem if, to is see if that could get him to try hard. Yeah, like he needs to wake up to the fact that it's like, hey, rookie, you haven't proven a single thing in the NFL. You can lose your job at any moment. Like you're only the guy until the next guy shows up. All right, let's talk about the big controversy of this week. Uh, uh, before we before we hit this game too hard because it's twenty uh, five. There's a big controversy that I think we need to address. It's actually the first thing in my notes, and I somehow just kind of cruised right past it. Uh, <laughs> the, the NFL has, uh, you know, so what they try to do is they try to put games that affect each other into the same time slots so that teams will all try hard to play, try hard to win. They'll all play hard. But they had only one option to put in the Sunday night game. That was uh, that was a, uh, a win and in. It was the Titans versus the Jaguars. And. I don't totally blame them. The Titans have been absolutely horrific for several weeks now. Not just from like a they, I, you know, I I kind of never liked the Titans in the first place, but now like Josh Dobbs is their starter, and like if you want an NFL quarterback to build you a rocket ship, like Josh Dobbs is your dude. If you want an NFL, <laughs> if you want an NFL quarterback nice. to. To, I mean, that's true, though. That's 100% true. Josh yeah. Dobbs is legitimately like the smartest player in the NFL. You know, playing, playing in the NFL <laughs> isn't exactly rocket science, but if it was, Josh Dobbs would be even better at it. He would be the best. <laughs> he would be the best player in the NFL if it was rocket science. Unfortunately, my favorite thing at Josh Dobbs is anytime an athlete does like a flat earth thing, he's like right there in the <laughs> yes. replies like, like, hey, dude, this ain't it. <laughs> like, like, I'll talk to you. About, I'm willing to talk to you about this. 
<laughs> it's like like a, he's he's ready. He's ready to put all flat earthers like kind of in their place. I think it was like Sammy Watkins did it one time, and Josh Dobbs was right in the replies, just like, "Nah, dude, th- this isn't the one." Like, I'll <laughs> I'll talk to you about it. But yeah, it's it's the Titans have been horrible, and they're probably going to get just beat down by Jacksonville. And you don't want to watch that on Sunday Night Football. So I kind of want to watch that on Sunday Night Football. I'm not. Gonna I lie. get it. I mean, I think Jacksonville <laughs> deserves that. They've been through a lot. Right with Urban Meyer last year and just the history of their franchise. I feel like everybody except for Tennessee fans wants to see Tennessee get kicked in by Jacksonville, just because <laughs> we're all collectively cheering for Jacksonville, unless you're one of their rivals. Right, and did, how at this point, who how could Jacksonville possibly have rivals? Good like, point. This is how you make them, right? <laughs> this is how you become the rivals. They, they kind of had them during the Mark Brunell era, but ever since the realignment, I guess they're kind of kind of even. Out, right? Even when yeah, they made the conference championship, game. they tried to make sure that game didn't get in primetime TV either. <laughs> like that that's that's how that's how Jacksonville rolls, man, when they All made the, the cha- conference championship with Bortles. So, yeah, anyway, Jacksonville's going to going to win. So, they had they decided to go in a different direction. They put Detroit Green Bay in the night slot, which means that by the time those two teams play, uh Detroit could have nothing to play for. Now, that doesn't mean they won't play hard. Uh, and I'll tell, I have a pretty hot take on this, but what do you guys think about this decision? I'll start with you, Eric. What do you think about the decision to put Detroit Green Bay into the night slot and move the number one and, you know, the Seahawks are the number one special teams in the league. They deserve some respect, right? <laughs> this is, this is disrespect oh, to the, on. to the number one special teams in the NFL. This podcast cares about all three phases. I'm very good at uh, separating my, my Seahawk <laughs> love from uh, what is right and wrong. Let's, let's go over this real quick. If the Seahawks win, we are in or do no, we need no. to wait? Yeah, we need a win we, and a Green Bay so loss. We need a win. And, so we said it last week. We need Green Bay to and, lose and commanders to each lose one game. The and we need to win. Wentz, so that win both guaranteed games. that one. And, and the commanders. No, it wasn't that they started wins. It was that they rolled out. What's his name? Commissioner Gordon Pig. Oh. Uh, Teddy <laughs> Tugsville. Teddy Rum tum big tugger. titties. It was big titties. It's I like he's know. got like the best. It's like major tug or something. <laughs> it's major. It's major Tutty. Yeah, the <laughs> major. <laughs> major Tutty. I wrote. I wrote it. I wrote it down. Uh, I just record, wanted to do is, a bit. Uh, unless I'm mistaken, major is not. So Wait, okay, so this, they're the I, commanders, I wrote, right? Well, he's not. Okay, so, he's not so I wrote this. Tutty, I wrote this Kevin. in the Discord, Kevin, and you're correct. Commander is a naval and coast guard uh, rank. rank. So yes. so like rank, and then. Major is everything but the Navy and the Coast Guard. Yep, that sounds about right. Hey man, <laughs> we're we're talking about this. You know, Seahawks Nest cares about all three faces. The Commanders care about all five branches of the military. <laughs> I'm just saying, from the look of things, I I more nominate him as so, Rear Admiral Teddy with the way this so is going. I don't mind that it's a pig. I think it's a little endearing that he has a belly. Uh, it's, it's a r- hog. His, Nathan, his his hat is really stupid. And his name is really bad, really bad. His name that, is like, my favorite part. Like the worst, the worst named. It's one of the worst named mascots. They asked the four year old daughter somewhere. <laughs> name that. What do you? What's he look like? He looks like a major Teddy. That's it. <laughs> Stamp it. That's that's the one. That's the one. That's the one, Johnson. Print it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Oh, oh, no. Back to your question. I think uh, <laughs> the NFL made the major, right choice. Major te- Major Teddy is why the Manders lost, though. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, the, the, NFL, the NFL, NFL made, made the right choice. Here? Yeah, they did. I mean, if it all comes down to what happens in Green Bay, there's going to be two teams playing for a playoff spot uh, on Sunday Night Football as opposed to just the Seahawks. Are you the saying Rams. they're gonna? 
are you saying they're going to rig it so we lose so that this game has playoff implications? That's not what I'm saying, but that's 100% what's going to happen. That always happens with us. So Seahawks so, fan for life. I hate it. It's conspiracy. I, I, okay. So here's the thing for me is that Detroit's going to try to win no matter what. I actually think if we win in the early game and Detroit is eliminated from the playoffs, it is low key kind of good for us uh, because Green Bay might underestimate Detroit, which they should not. Detroit is as good of a football team as Green Bay is. Uh, their offense is especially pretty, actually pretty good. And then, uh, so that th- I think it might actually help us because pressure off and Detroit's not going to come out and not play hard. This is Dan Campbell. This is 30 years of beatdowns. This is 20 years of Aaron, just Aaron Rodgers beatdowns uh, that Detroit can exercise, right? By just knocking them out of the playoffs, securing a winning season, really like kind of stamping their franchise as like, hey, we're next. It doesn't affect their it's not going to affect their draft position that much. You know, what's the difference between the 14th pick and the 17th pick? Like it's not it's not going to kill them. So I think if we win early, I I actually think it raises our playoff chances as opposed to lowers it, which I know maybe sounds nuts. But going into Lambeau is going to be hard for Detroit anyway. And I think taking a little bit of that pressure off and and maybe putting Green Bay in a position where they might feel overly confident is how we can how we can strike. So am I nuts for that, Kevin? Uh, you know, I've just been looking into it and, uh, Washington really should have gone with something hog themed for oh the God, name you're back to this <laughs> because their offensive line in the eighties where they were the hogs, well, they, they could have built, they could have built it off. Of, well, major Tutty is a, they don't clarify if it's bigger hog and B the name isn't a reference to any of the offensive linemen that were part of the hogs or the hogs 2.0. Like, Russ Grimm is the only one that's in the Hall of Fame. You could have done something about that. There are so many opportunities that are missed here. Major Grimm instead of Major Tutty. You know, there's like options. Why are we back to Major Tutty? Kevin, what's <laughs> your opinion on the what's your opinion on this this decision to put Green Bay in the Lions? Are you outraged? I can't be outraged about decisions like this with the NFL because it's exactly what I expect. They don't care about football on the West Coast. So, of course, that's what they were going to do with their scheduling. They want to be able to get their NFC North division game in on primetime. Like, the Lions are a good story. It's whatever. Like, I can't be disappointed when I already assume that the disappointing thing will be happening. Just sucks that I was right about the fraudulent Vikings. They couldn't come through last week at all. You know, the thing is that the Vikings knew that anyone was counting on them, and that meant that it was something that resembles a primetime game for Kirk Cousins. So we yeah. should have known that that was going to be a letdown no matter what. The worst. Yeah. I, I was going to be rooting for Detroit anyway, so it makes it easy to root for Detroit. Like, it sucks that the game isn't in Seattle's hands, but you know what? We could have also beat any of the future teams in the NFC South. So yep. I can only get so like upset about it. Yep. And we locked an agent agent three in uh, in Denver locked in a top five pick for us. Uh, we sent in the, the sleeper agent to uh, to Denver and he secured the bag for us. Yeah, Are you saying that because he looks like he, he's asleep? <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I've been watching those Danger Witch commercials. I think he I think he was a yeah, it was, he's, we sent him in. We activated him. Too much uh, the lowest on the danger witch. You've been watching the, those. It's spicy. The, the the lowest, the lowest. It's spicy. Uh, wait, wait. I like uh, the other one where he's like the the baby with the airplane. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, the uh, the upside down. That one. That that uh, anyway. one's so like that one's awful. <laughs> I think like okay. Let me just say this: the Russ hate has gone too far because 
yeah is he is he a super weirdo uh-huh yep he, he is he's a super weirdo but like that's it that's all he is he's just a weirdo he's not bad i'm person. done hating him after this week i mean i'm not hating him i he he yeah, he's he honestly he can go into the ring of honor a year sooner as far as i'm concerned because like he did the job for us this year. This is true. Like he he secured a top five pick for us. It's like retiring Blair Walsh's commander. number. Yeah, exactly. Blair Walsh. Blair Walsh is a Seahawks legend, and now, I mean, Russell Wilson secured his he secured his legacy in Seattle, as far as I'm concerned, because we are going to get at worst the fifth pick in next year's draft. So thank you for your service, Agent Three. Um, and man, turning a third know. round pick into two top ten picks that's some that's some GM magic right there. Yeah, exactly. So. All right, let's go. Let's go back. Let's go back down to to Seattle versus the Jets. Um, all right, we could let's start We're on defense so I can so I can talk so I can trash Seattle. talk Mike White a little bit more. But <laughs> I actually want to talk about usage. So last week we talked about the usage of Daryl Taylor, the 49ers fullback. Oh, usage, <clears throat> got it. I uh, uh, about so. Daryl Taylor last week against Kansas City, he rushed the passer eleven times on twenty three snaps. Um, he had a game against Carolina where he only played 12 snaps and got four times he rushed the passer. Uh, their game against Tampa Bay, he rushed the passer nine times on 28 snaps. Um, and I, I said something in the group chat like to the effect of, if you, it's a running down and Daryl Taylor's on the field, paint a target on his forehead because they're coming for him. Like <laughs> People know. The word is out. Like Just run at, run at this guy. If you can reasonably audible into a run, do so. But the Seahawks had the Jets on the back foot in this game, and Daryl Taylor was able to pin his ear back, ears back and become a difference maker. Eight pressures, three sacks, 34 pass rushes on 42 snaps. That's the ratio we like to see. This guy is blossoming in a more specialized role. 42 is a lot of snaps, but they also had to pass a lot because if you watch the game. Yeah, yeah again, yeah. like 34 pass rushing snaps. There is not a single pass rushing snap I wouldn't have wanted him out there for out of those 34. Yeah, exactly. He he had a great game. Um, what's the what's your feeling right now on Daryl Taylor? Is can he become the uh, the complete linebacker that I think the Seahawks dream of, or are we looking at more of like a Chris Clemens career arc where he uh, just becomes a guy we see kind of on later downs, a clear pass rushing situations, who really just dominates uh, in those situations? What do you think, Eric? Um, Chris Clemens arc. I don't think he's shown us enough consistency i really i really want to say like oh yeah this guy's gonna be great all the time and you know he's he's just having some down moments but uh no no this guy is uh someone who's valuable but not like this stud linebacker that we thought he would be finally okay i i do want to say before you continue okay in his first five seasons okay so i'm giving two extra seasons right Mm -hmm. in his first five seasons chris clemens had 20 sacks how many sacks do you think Taylor's at right now? Oh, I don't know. In 18. two seasons, he's at like 15. Uh, in in two seasons, he's already at 15. Yeah, so like this guy, I think like that, I think Sorry, that's I a... I keep track f- of my son. I didn't mean to ruin your stat off. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's a <laughs> fair comparison right right now. And I, I mean, yes, Clemens did switch, kind of change positions from like a... Th- he found kind of uh, the right position for him and Leo. And that's kind of what I think is happening with Taylor is they're finding a better position for him where he can be more successful i don't know i'm i'm uh i'm beginning to believe a little bit i he really cannot set the edge and he's not a great tackler so like those things still bother me a lot 
but I don't know. I, I think that there's potential. Kevin, this is your child. So I'll let you go. What, what, what do you, what do you think about Taylor? Uh, I think that Taylor is, so his floor at this point is better. Jacob Martin. Okay. Um, because sure. he's faster and he can, he actually has like some pass rush moves. He doesn't like just have speed coming off the edge. Um, I, again, if you look back at his tape, I really don't see a reason why he isn't going to develop enough as um, as playing against the run in order to earn more snaps. I think he'll always be a little limited in that area, but it's kind of like. um, So Cliff Averill is undersized for a edge in a three, four system, and he uh, especially through his years with Detroit and even early on with Seattle, um, he's a bit of liability in the run game. But he's so exceptional in the pass game that when you put talent around him, uh, you're able to go like, okay, well, everybody else in our front seven can stop the run like nobody's business. So it's okay to have Cliff Averill just kind of like being like below average. I feel like that's where Daryl Taylor can go. Like he doesn't have super bend and burst. So I don't think he's ever going to be an elite pass rusher, but like there's a lot of value to have a guy who's going to get, I don't know, 30, 40 pressures and somewhere around 10 sacks. Like that's a guy that you make room for on your roster. Right. All right. Eric, speaking of sons, your Uh son needed to step up. Your son needed to step up in this game. We had the unfortunate injury to Jordan Brooks, torn ACL. ACL thing. Serious. Yeah. Serious ACL. Serious (laughs) ACL. No, no, I think he said legit. I think the word he used was legit. Oh, yeah. no, that's worse than serious. Pete, yeah, uh, Pete Carroll's showing he's a fan of the show. I appreciate it. Uh, Cody Cody Barton needed to step up, and in this game, he played pretty good. Four tackles, three run stops, targeted five times in the passing game, only gave up 18 yards after the catch. Looked really solid in the middle of the field. Um, do you think Cody Barton's the kind of guy who just maybe thrives when he has more responsibility? Like, I... I think that might be the case. Like when we needed him, he was really there in this game. Your honor. That's a leading question. Um, (laughs) I'd I'd love to say that's the case, but I mean, I think he was going up against a really bad over, over hype team over something team. Um, I don't really feel like I'd like to see some consistency. That's ultimately that's where the Seahawk team is, especially in the defense. I don't know what we can do consistently with this team. I don't know what they're showing us. I don't know how That's, good our defense is. It's very up and down with the defense. And, I completely agree. And I'm not just talking about defense like, um, you know, this game or this season. I mean, moving forward, like, what does our future look like? Are we in the, are we like a few pieces away? Or are we many more pieces away? Um, like, is there a player on this defense that you think is completely untouchable other than Tariq Woolen? Oof. Um, not really. I mean, there's some guys that <laughs> no, because there's some guys that don't want I mean, to I, go. I don't. Like, I, I I don't disagree though. Like I I it, come yeah. I'd like to see Nwosu back. He's played really good this season. I I think I think like Kobe Bryant. Chenny Gold Jackets really, is good. But like, is there a player that's completely untouchable to you? Like you'd say like, oh, we have to have that no guy back. Not one guy other than Wool other than Woolen. Yeah, Woolen is the guy. Trick Woolen. Uh, kind of kind of uh being super classy. Uh, highbrow. Uh. I'm sorry, taking the high road against Sauce Gardner this week. I love that. Yeah, he's like, he seems like a good dude. The um, So the Seahawks, even without Ryan Neal, they kept the three safety looks as part of the package. They had a total of, let me look, 
right here. I wrote it down. 32 plays that had three safeties on the field. Uh, they went with, uh, you know, Diggs and Abram as the, the two primary safeties. And then Tease Tabor came in to play some safety as well. Uh, Kevin, we know these three safety looks are probably part of our future plans. Uh, what do you, what did you, what do you think about these, these three safety formations? Do we need to draft another safety now to kind of like accommodate this? Are Neil, can we trust Neil and Adams to stay healthy? They both seem to pick up these injuries and, and be on and off the field. Uh, what, what's what, what do you, what's your, what's your thinking about the future of the safety position for the CLC Hawks? You know, when you're playing three linebackers all the time, you want to have four linebackers that you trust out there because the odds of three guys staying healthy for uh, 17 games in the NFL is low. If we're playing three safeties out there all the time, we need to have four safeties that we trust. Like when, when we were just playing Diggs and Adams and Neil could come in for Adams when he got injured you were like, oh, okay, cool. We're pretty good set. We're pretty set here. Um, having Tease Tabor and uh, Jonathan Abram playing significant stats for your football team is not good. That's It's actually the opposite of good. <laughs> and so I feel like safety is a position like linebacker where you can get significant quality players on day two and day three of the draft. So I would like to see us like if every year we pick up an interior offensive lineman, a running back, a, uh, you know, a linebacker and a safety in day two and day three of the draft. That's cool. We could do that until the end of time, and it will always be a good decision, in my opinion. Have you seen this Netflix documentary that Tease Tabor's in? What is that? So Tease Tabor's in a Netflix documentary called Get Smart With Money. And he's like, it's like a financial literacy thing. And he's like getting coached in financial literacy in the movie. It's like pretty new, actually. Hmm. Um, no, I am unfamiliar with that. Uh, I watched him on Florida. He was one of those interesting prospects coming out where he was a really good player, um, really heads up and just didn't have the athleticism to translate into the NFL yeah, very he, well. He, he and I definitely speed. see that. His foot speed is pretty slow. I mean, that's why he switched from corner to to safety. Well, but he basically it, played slot safety uh, his like junior and senior year at florida too so i i think that uh tabor's fine as a backup though he's not like he's he's the kind of guy that you don't want to have to play but he's not it's not terrible if he's our fifth safety that's fine i like i want i i want a different guy there as yeah. the primary backup in the, the in the must win in the must win game next week it'd be really nice to have ryan neal back let's just let's just leave it at big that. time big uh, time all right the uh the other front guys played pretty good we saw miles adams get three pressures we saw puna ford get five pressures uh they were we were able to just get a lot of pressure in this game quentin jefferson had a renaissance effort with the two sacks uh yeah just a, a solid all-around performance from from the defense uh against a team that was we thought might struggle because mike white and uh yeah turned out that turned out to be the case uh mike white it's not not really great for those of you in the discord notice that i'm not saying it because he didn't earn it this game yeah no i mean he's bad. it was mike white <laughs> all the way all right, uh, let's get into the offense, and we gotta start with uh, with the tight ends. I love seeing the tight ends getting involved this week. They got eleven targets, eight catches, uh, two touchdowns, including a touchdown from a guy who's been on our practice squad for like three years, Tyler Mabry. Very cool moment, um, Eric, when he ripped off that touchdown dance. That was <laughs> all time great. That's all time great, right? Yeah, I mean, all time in the last five, ten years, I think. Yeah, it's just that you could. The thing is, is that you don't really get um, 
such genuine like reaction like that. But I mean, for him, that was a long time coming. Yeah. Like he's, he's been on the practice squad since 2020. I think that was his, his first career reception too. Was it really? Yeah. I don't know. How many Mabry's are there? Uh, so Eric, uh, you know, I was really disappointed that you're not on the discord more because I made a, I didn't realize former major league outfielder and first baseman, John Mabry Mabry. was playing for the uh, Seahawks. (sighs) And I was like, if Eric was here, that would have gotten a wry chuckle. Yes. If Eric were here, he'd make some, he'd follow up with a Russell Brannion joke. Um, (laughs) yeah, I thought we used to have a, maybe, maybe this guy's just been on the practice squad. So he's been on the practice squad since 2020. Like he's been, he's been around for three years now. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, good for him. And he's going to be, uh, I don't know if he'll be a big piece, but he'll be, uh, certainly circled to be a big piece this week against the Rams. Right. I mean, we, we brought him, apparently we brought him up because we thought he could fulfill some of that, like a blocking duty that we get from Disley. And he, he did, you know, he did fine in this game, uh, as the third tight end on the list. Colby with the touchdown catch, uh, Kevin was majestic. Um, I don't think that you could use your height more and still catch the ball closer to your body than what Colby <laughs> Parkinson did on that play, which is how I would describe Colby Parkinson, which has, is like, this guy's huge. His hands are so sticky. I don't know why he catches everything so close to his body. Has <laughs> so anyone checked to see if he's like nearsighted? Like you just can't see the ball <laughs> until it's right in front. He needs some like uh, Horace Grant goggles. Because it's basically uh, the plot of Major League, Kevin, it that's where it does seem like he catches it straight in front of his helmet every single. He's like, "Where's the ball? Where's oh, it's right there!" And he just like snares it. Yeah, it's well, it uh, is hilarious. And once you pointed it out, I can't not see it every time he catches the ball. I mean, it's just it's just what he does. Like he just catches it pretty. He doesn't like it's weird that a guy that's six a seven with a, a a great hands guy too, awesome hands, but he just cannot. Uh, seem to to catch the ball away from way away from his body it's got to be pretty got to be in pretty tight all right we got to talk the bad stuff uh, uh, right now so real quick so- i just wanted to bring sauce up gardner oh, okay Go ahead. um i think that uh what we saw was the tight ends took up the slack for tyler lockett being out for a big section of the game tyler lockett's kind of missed her first down we got mm-hmm. two first downs from parkinson two first downs from noah fant and one first down from avery like I, I like though like they kind of took the slot receiver like short route role in this game. Um mm-hmm. and it was good to see them pick up that slack because our receivers were doing basically nothing. Yeah, that's what I want to say. Sauce Gardner really shut DK down. Uh four targets, one reception, three yards, negative two yards after catch. Man uh, <laughs> Gino not throwing the ball super well kind of shut DK down too. Like I mean, Gino did not have a great game. Gino was mm. I would say passable. Not like terrible this is another like just passable geno performance where it's like yeah this is fine you could win with this and we did but it's not he's not winning the game i mean he's just kind of out there doing his thing uh, 183 yards passing on 29 attempts is nothing to, to write home about the two touch but no few mistakes right uh no interceptions he had a fumble correct yeah he had some good um, but- runs though like he used his legs well that was good yeah, I mean, in general, the run game is where we made hay. Right, Kenneth Walker. So, Eric, that's your guy. What the, what the dog doing? Oh, wait, you want that one? What the dog doing? I think it's ridiculous. Of course we need it. <laughs> no, uh, Kenneth Walker, uh, 133 yards uh, on the day, uh, 23 carries. That's that's a bell cow right there. Um, DJ Dallas had a good game as well, uh, six-yard average. Um, and Good, uh, good. 
good pass catching from Dallas too, yeah, right? Didn't yeah, absolutely. A, uh, no, he had he fifty. Had hold on, I'm picking three, up. Yeah, three, he had three catches yards. for three catches for fifty five yards. Yeah, I was yeah. on the I was on the rushing page, but yeah. Hey, real quick, back to Gino. I don't want to say like Gino had like this awesome game because um, he he didn't really. Um, but he also had some. He had a less than stellar receiving core. And you saw him, you know, trying to coach some people up, like, "Hey, move this way next time." You're not a big Tariq Cohen believer, or uh, not a big uh, uh, Laquan Treadwell. Laquan, La- I mean, Laquan Treadwell. He's he caught two balls, Kevin. That's yeah, kind of what I want de- from him. And he's dealing with Stone Forsyth coming in. Who's, I mean, let's just call <laughs> it is basically a rookie. Uh, and coming I'm, in. I was stoked to see him only because I want him to get that time. Like, I'm not worried if we make the playoffs. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that now this weekend. I'm going to be beside myself, but. Like, I want right. to see, okay, I mean, Stone's Forsyth is in. This is a guy who we thought would, you know, be something. Let's see what he can do. But yeah, yeah and here's the thing is that, like, if we get to the playoffs, I mean, the thing that we, we don't want to happen is what's happening right now, which is the 49ers are the number two seed. I don't want to play the 49ers again. again. I'm good. Ugh. I'm good. I'm good on playing the 49ers again. I, I let that one go. I want to play the fraudulent Vikings. So, so like I, I need help. I need the Arizona Cardinals to to beat the 49ers this weekend or something because it's, uh, otherwise it's, yeah, it's Jared Stenham almost had our back. (laughs) Yeah. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. And so they, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to play 49ers again. I'm good on it. I mean, it would be so cool to beat the 49ers in the playoffs. It would be, be we could hang our hat on that. We could hang our hat on that one forever. That'd be a Super Bowl light right there. (laughs) <laughs> but it, it's uh, I just don't I don't have a lot of faith in that result. That's they are a terrible matchup for our current team as constructed. I would prefer I'd prefer to play Minnesota. I want Minnesota. And yeah, they really screwed it up. They screwed it up for us in multiple <laughs> ways last week. If they beat the if they beat the Packers last week, we're already basically in the playoffs. All we got to do is beat Baker Mayfield. And then the Vikings are in second. So we're coming for the Vikings. And it's like, oh, this everything's perfect. Now, ugh, everything's everything's ruined. <laughs> I don't know. Everyone it's, knows I, that you were, you know, calling out the Vikings as frauds as early as two weeks ago, and they lived up to everything you said, Nathan. You can't really be mad at them. They're so bad. I, they're not good at football. You can't say they're not good at football what, and then which, be mad they laid an egg against which team? Which terrible which, Green Bay team? I mean, it's a real medium Green Bay team. Thank you very, yeah. <laughs> thank you very much. That's they're true. Very... They started terribly, and now they're above average. Right. They're just like they're fine. Uh, okay. The uh, let's get through the rest of the offense though. The rushing Kenneth Walker was fantastic. 109 yards after contact, almost five yards after contact per attempt. Um, he got most of those yards after contact on one really great 60 yard run. Uh, he's he's a he's a great football player we should be all be happy to have him i don't have no 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 notes kenneth walker keep up the great work uh i don't know sometimes he does like he tried to do a jump cut one time where he should have just kept running like he does little stuff like that that he's got a little sean alexander in him he needs to learn the beauty of north south yeah he did it he did that jump cut because i think he thought like the guy was going to like go a different direction and then the guy just like tackled him when he did it and it was like yeah well also jump cuts of, look really cool I mean, yeah they but do also you, that would have been like 75 you, yards against indiana and i think that's the thing he has to adjust to yeah and yeah he's just he's just figuring it out i think he's great uh if um yeah i don't have dj dallas is running back too did a nice job it's yeah. nice having like uh, like a, a pair of running backs we can trust uh, able to 
kind of tote the rock. Yeah, so Pete Carroll has left a lot of mystery around Rashad Penny. Penny has said there's a chance he could come back this year. There's been no updates on that, um, but I would love to see him hit the practice field. Uh, like next, if we make the if we make the playoffs, hit the practice field that last week and oh and man, kind of I'm, I'm just back. hoping he'd come out this week. Just like I was looking, yeah. I kind of had a thought Tuesday practice. Like, what if Penny just shows up? <laughs> That'd be so. Didn't it would have been it would have been so cool, but yeah, it did not happen. Uh, yeah, the, the Seahawks are the Seahawks are looking good. Uh, okay, uh, offense. We talked about Geno. We talked about uh, rushing. We talked about we kind of brushed over the blocking. It was not awesome. No, uh, the the offensive line did not did not have a great game. Uh, Cross was the best player, uh, per per usual, but he wasn't like incredible or anything. He allowed four pressures. Um, he has not had like a great rookie season, so it's I don't know. Being the best on the field is probably good for him. I'm gonna yeah, push back on you a little bit. I would say he's... being a average left tackle in the NFL is a great rookie season. So um, I think like... rookie. Hold on, because I looked this up uh, a couple weeks ago. Among rookie. Uh, tackles a uh, rookie offensive lineman out of the big four. I think he's third. Yeah. The, the, ta- the offensive rookie tackle class, they're all really close together. Like they're none of, nobody's breaking away in that group. I felt it's like true. when I it's last true. time I looked it up uh, and the, but that it's fine. He, he's developing nicely. They leave him on an Island all the time. He doesn't get a ton of help. I mean, sometimes he gets fake help where like a guy will, go to chip and then not do a good well, job. The interior yeah. of our offensive line really can't help themselves, Nathan. So <laughs> you, can't, you can't put it on them to help cross either. So, so it's, I, I think it's, it's quite enjoyable. The thing is in the San Francisco games, he got the, our offensive line got beat up by Joey, yep. by Bosa. And that's the biggest challenge is through his career. Can he find a way to win those matchups against the very elite pass rushers? Like when we meet the JJ Watts and the Bosa's and that stuff, can he ha- can he have a good game and not not a uh, not hurt us? That's that's other things going to separate him from being an above average offensive tackle, which I would be fine with. I mean, if he was just above average, it, there are worse things in the world than having like the thirteenth best left tackle in the league. You know, that's like there are much worse things. But what can make him truly great is if he can figure out and unlock those matchups. He has the skill to do it, but he has not shown it this season as much as I would like. The other thing uh, is watching him get out on some of those blocks for outside runs and uh, screens. He looks on the hoof. He reminds me of Dwayne Brown in a lot of ways. If he can figure out how to angle his blocks better and kind of lead block a little bit better, which I think could come with time, he could end up being kind of an elite move blocker. We saw six snaps of extra inline tight end Jake Curran. Uh, that look was back. Um, I'm going to say put that one back in the vault. <laughs> don't don't like it. Don't like didn't like it when it was when it was Fant, who actually might be able to catch the ball. Really don't like it when it's Jake Curran. Uh, put that one. Put that one back in the vault. Uh, the the other thing for me is that stop this rotation thing. It's they did it again. Twenty three snaps of Phil Haynes, 49 snaps of Gabe Jackson. Make make it stop. It's causing me great physical and emotional toil. Um, I, I do not like it. Please, Pete Carroll, um, you know better than this. You've been coaching for a long time. This is nonsense. Stop doing it. Let these guys develop chemistry together. Unless they're really saying to us, we're not bringing either of these guys back. If that if that's like the note that they're giving us, okay, all right. I don't I don't hate it. Well, I guess Bill Haynes was out for the rest of the game with an ankle injury, and Jackson came in, so. 
maybe we will next have game like we, a one guy. Next game, we'll get just Jackson, which I would be fine with. I would prefer if we went with the younger guy, but you know what? I'll take either one right now, getting all the snaps. Okay. Uh, that's all I got for Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Next week, we face Baker Mayfield in the Los Angeles Rams. Um, Baker Mayfield inexplicably has won an offensive player of the week since coming over to the Rams. Uh, last uh, last week, they, so played, they played the San Diego Superchargers, uh, losing 31 to 10. If you guys remember, that is a team we want, we beat. Uh, Baker Mayfield went 11 for 19 with 132 yards, but Cam Akers started to reemerge. 19 carries, 123 yards. A worrying trend with a Seahawks run defense that has a lot of struggles. Um, I'm going to give you guys an over-under. Cam Akers, over-under, 104.5 yards. Kevin, what do you think? Um, over. Over. Eric, do you agree? Yeah, our defense is awful. One. 115. Over. Over. He's been over 115 One, the last two games. What? 125. You got to stop it somewhere. I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> I'll go over just to be different. Okay. Okay. So 125 is the line. Okay. So how about this? If if the Seahawks can hold him under a 225 yards rushing, do you, does your confidence of us winning the game go way up, go way up? No. No, I think we win either way. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't think we're gonna win this game. Oh, I do because I've contra- seen the Rams play. Controver- controversy. Um, the Rams, the thing I like about the Rams is they don't have very many good football players. And last last time we played them, we really struggled in every facet of the game and still won, which I think is like We were basically... also healthier and we had better offensive players. And if you're... If you're looking at like a roadmap, I think the best possibility is that we play exactly how we played last time, meaning we put up the same numbers, and that would just mean the best possible outcome with this offense that we have currently have on the field, and that's that's really worrying to me. I just don't think the Rams can throw for 200 yards, so all we got to do is put together you don't like think player of the week. Baker Mayfield can't throw for 200 yards one more time before <laughs> he figures out where he's going to go next year. Baker Mayfield. I, I, I don't know. Like he threw for 200 yards. Like what? One time. That, that's all he did. That's, correct. That's that's one time this year with the Rams in very limited. Experiences. Oh, wait, I did not. I did not Actually, look more at that. I did not look at his Carolina appearances. Yeah, he has four 200-yard game. games. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking Put right some at respect it. on that name. Two, <laughs> he had, yeah, his ma- he maxes out at 235 though. He's just Baker Mayfield sucks. It's too bad. He does suck. Like, but he's also I, like very brash and you know overconfidence is his weakness, and he's building up to that big crash. And he needs 60, one more game to get there. 67 percent passing since he has joined the. The Rams, maybe, maybe uh, he is being unlocked by the McVay, or maybe know. he's going to throw two interceptions this game because he's kind of due for a two interception game. He has not. He's had what one interception since he came to the Rams. Yep, and he had six wow. before. Now, okay, all this gives me a little hope. Like Kevin's, he's due. Is like, ah, hey, you're right, Kevin. I think he is due. Okay, so in the two losses, Baker Mayfield had. So in the two wins, Baker Mayfield over sixty percent passing. Uh, and the two losses under 60% passing. So maybe that's the key. Can we keep Baker un- under control, under 60% on the completion percentage? Maybe that's the real key, not the Cam Akers rushing number. All right, uh, Eric, start us off. What do you think about Rams versus uh, Seahawks? Who's going to win? There's one thing I know. It's that Bobby Wagner 
desperately wants to kick the Seahawks out of the playoffs, and that makes me really sad. I have the Rams 24 and the Seahawks 13. Okay. Bad score. Sorry. Uh, Baker Mayfield has outside has only one streak of games longer than three without throwing an interception in his career. Um, I think that uh, the toxic differential is going to uh, uh, rear its ugly head on the Rams, and it's going to be Seattle's chance for its defense to not necessarily make a lot of stops, but to get turnovers. And turnovers leads to an exaggerated differential. I'm going to go with Seahawks 27, Rams 13. All right. Ryan Neal was hoping to return last week. He's got to be trending in the right direction uh, this week. Uh, I think we see him back. Uh, Abe, Abe Lucas, probably not. It seems like he's trending the, the wrong direction just in terms of the season. So I'm going to go with, uh, but, but. I do think we have enough to be a pretty depleted Rams team despite the, the, the rise of Baker. I'm going to go with Seahawks 23 Rams 16. There are many ways to support the Seahawks Nest podcast. The best way to do so head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest for as little as dollar 24 a month. Be like new Patreon crystal joined uh, this month. Thank and, you, uh, crystal. Yeah, thanks. And our our patrons, new and old, Emmanuel, Andy, Brett, Cooper, Evan, Flocktimus, Gavin, Greta, James, Jose, Joshua, Lucas, Rad Dad, Nikki, C, Ryan, Timothy, Astro, Blake, Bob, Casey, David, Foles, Jay, Michelle, Mike, Mike, Richard, Thomas, Brandon, Nick. Okay. Uh, we are going to do um, – I said this was like FMK, but it's like – so we're going to look at the, the movies that are slated to come out in 2023 – I have picked like a top three for every month, except for January and April. Uh, January because uh, I, I didn't look, but I don't think there's very many good movies in January. Uh, I could look again, but I, I think January is pretty barren. Did, and then, and then uh, April is pretty barren too. We've got only really two movies. We'll talk about it when we get to it. Um, let's see. January 2023. You guys really into uh, Megan? No. no. How, how about... Uh, yeah, this is bad. Yeah, I, I skipped this. I skipped this for <laughs> January. Is usually pretty dead for movies. Yeah. So okay, uh, it's usually like people trying to catch up on awards movies and Correct. stuff. So and second uh, runs for awards movies. All right. So January's out, but what I did is try to pick the three most high-profile movies from each month, and you're going to pick one to see in a theater, pick one to rent, and pick. We're going to pick one to uh, to throw to the curb. We're not going to watch it at all. All right. You guys, uh, or rent or stream, you know, you can, you can do it either oh. way. Although I think the, the, uh, the, we've, oh, we, we are now, has been closed. we are now past the high point of streaming media. We are now on the descent and it's getting worse. People are starting to pull stuff from their content. Oh, library, so they, don't to, they don't have to pay royalties and stuff. And I, I do think we are, we have now kind of peak streaming is over and we're now on the way, the way down, but all right, February, we're starting February, three movies. Uh, Magic Mike's Last Dance. We got to come to consensus, by the way. This is not individual choices. Oh wow, that's gonna be um, rough. Oh, it, it's gonna be faster than you think. My, <laughs> Magic Mike's Last Dance, Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania, and the third movie I chose for February, Cocaine Bear. All right. Okay. So, what do we think, guys? Which what's our what's our th- what's your th- what's our theater movie for this one? Cocaine Bear. Quantum Mania. 
I think <laughs> I think I agree with Eric. Quantum Mania is more of a uh, one you gotta see in a theater. It feels like a theater movie. Uh, I do. I I'm very excited about Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear bothers me only because I've been telling people about this Cocaine Bear and sharing that meme for like the last eight years, and now there's a movie, and I'm like, nobody cared about Cocaine Bear. They thought I was just <laughs> telling a joke. Uh, I will, I will, Eric. Uh, so Nathan, I'll give you one pitch. Cocaine Bear, uh, current runtime listed as 91 minutes. Oh, I'm very excited about this. Ooh. O'Shea Jackson Jr. You've got, um, isn't this Ray Liotta's like last move? Last yeah, movie? I think it's it's his last or second to last. Yeah. Does he be yeah. the bear about Chantix? Uh, no, he actually <sighs> plays the bear. Let's shut up, <laughs> Karen. Karen. Uh, Baron. no, there's a You're there's an the un- cocaine, Karen. He's got like three left, and uh, he's got an untitled Charlie Day film, apparently. Oh, weird. Uh, any, anyway, uh, yeah. So, uh, I think Cocaine Bear is just a better streaming for stre- better for streaming. I I love the the Lord and Miller directed by Elizabeth Banks. Like, there's there's a lot to like here. <laughs> there's agree. a lot to like for Cocaine Bear. Um, we we all agree. We're killing Magic Mike's Last Dance, unfortunately. Even though I love Soderbergh, those movies are criminally underrated. I think that movie will be a blast. That could be the theater movie. I'm just going to throw that out there. Is if you no want one, to make no a hard case for that, I'm willing to give that up because because uh, the la- the last Ant Man and the Wasp did not make me super excited about more Ant Man movies. Like like Kang, let's just Kang's got me going for the Quantum Mania. Okay. Like you do you want to see do you want to see Channing Tatum and Salma Hayek doing sexy dances on the big screen or do you want to see Paul Rudd doing doing jokes? I what. what well, I mean, if you're just going to pull it from there, I mean, you know how I feel about Selma Hayek seeing you know, as the oldest, I'm the oldest guy on the podcast, but I'm sticking with Quantumania. I mean, can you imagine looking like that when you're 56 years old? No, she, dude, she's just, not 56. Just, she's like 65. She's she's she, lying she's, about her age and she looks incredible at 92. <laughs> un, unreal. I, you're I'm telling me excited. that she was like 19 in Desperado? I, I love Soderbergh. I love Channing Tatum. I, I'm a... I'm a I, I think that's a theater movie, though, for sure. I think you're going to miss out on stuff by seeing it on a smaller screen. Well, I'm kicking it to the curb, so I won't be seeing it at all. Oof. Joe Mangianello, he's great. It, well, let's move on to March. <laughs> all right, so it's Ant-Man in the theater, Cocaine Bear on streaming, and Magic Mike kicked to the curb. Um, I'll, I'll die. I'm going to die die on that hill, I guess. Okay, March. Uh, Dungeon Dragons movie. Just kidding. Uh, that is the logical end to banter. I, I just can't take those kind of movies anymore. Um, there's too many of them already on this list. The best okay. thing that movie can be is a kind of fun two out of five. Shazam, Fury of the Gods, 65, and John Wick 4. John Wick 4 is the theater movie. There is not I, a debate on this. I, I tend to agree. Would you, were you in on that, Eric? Uh, the only thing that has me... I'm not even going to make a case. 65 has me very intrigued. Uh, I've dinosaurs in the theater is a thing. I can, I can dig but, it. I can actually, I can actually make the, I'm, I might be, if you could convince me on 65 theater, John wick streaming Shazam Shazam's di- dying in this group for us. I think, right. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so it's really, are we seeing 65 in the theater? Do we want to see Adam, Adam, uh, driver fight dinosaurs in the theater or do we want to see Keanu Reeves? I mean, they're both great. Well, they're both I, so great. I think Kevin already said wick has got to win here. And this podcast loves John wick. I, I think that, you know, if anything, that the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes taught us is maybe don't time travel to a prehistoric Earth and, <laughs> and call it the number one movie. Maybe maybe just watch that. Maybe just stream that. 
Okay, so my only pitch for 65 besides uh, there being dinosaurs is <sighs> it is a Danny Elfman score with Sammy Raimi producing. That's some really good sound quality right there. Six, 65 is mm. going to be sweet, dude. But I'm, like, I'm, I'm going with John Wick 4 just because uh, like that fight choreography on the big screen is so good. Yeah, it is. And it's also uh, going to it's going to look so stylized and oh, it's one excited. of the two best fight choreography opportunities I, this whole year. I, I'm going to make one more thing about 65. OK, that, that you you said that too, Kevin. The directors are the writers of A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place is like and was like an all time dope theater experience, especially if your theater was really quiet. I was say if you were right in the right theater group, it was a great experience. I know so many people who the theater experience ruined it for them. So for me, like I, I was in a theater. There's only like maybe 10 other people in theater. There are these two teenagers to my left and they were like laughing at the beginning of the movie. And I just turned to them and I went, what's so funny about this? And they did not make a single noise the rest of the movie. <laughs> and it like, and the movie just, it was like one of the best theater experiences I've ever had in my life. But like, I just, <laughs> so I have a similar thing, like, that old guy yelled at us. It was all like all adults in the theater. And like, there were like four people who bought popcorn and like 10 minutes into the movie, they all put their pop- popcorn to the side. You could not hear anyone eating popcorn because they felt yeah, guilty. Same, same in this one. My, my <laughs> wife bought popcorn and she stopped eating it like two, like as, like 10 minutes into the movie also. So she, she was done. Um, I don't know, man. I think 65 could be that one of those theater movies. All right. We're going to we're gonna bump into streaming for this one, though. All right. April, the only two movies that I thought were big were Super Mario Brothers movie and Evil Dead Rise. I just want to say Super Mario Brothers movie is my son's godfather. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that, that's it my my four-year-old son that is his godfather he has watched those trailers so many times all right let's move to may we got guardians of the galaxy 3 fast 10 year seat belts and the little mermaid i'll i'll start uh james gunn's farewell to marvel and guardians of the galaxy a franchise that he took from obscurity and just made awesome movies that have heart that's my pick man I am going to agree, mostly because I'm mad at you. Got to see the fast movies in the theaters, like that's what they're there for. But the part one, come, on, this is past ten. That's the part one of a part two, and I felt like the last movie was like part one of a. So now I'm like, I'm in like some kind of weird trilogy thing where I would say eight and nine none have of also these been diminishing returns. None of these movies have endings anymore. Like it's just so I don't they know, really man. went with fast den your seatbelts. Is that really no, what's that's okay. a, that was a joke. Oh, I was just hey, you never know with these guys. <laughs> I was gonna say that's uh no, Paul Walker didn't do that. And that's a shame. Um Yeah, I'm yeah. going Guardians Theater, Fast Ten, uh uh streaming and I just I'm streaming. I'm I'm done with the live action remakes for. Can, uh, can one of yeah. can one of these can one of these Disney live action movies be good? Bef- and can any of them be good? That none of them have been good yet. The Pinocchio um, was the worst one. Like, how'd they get Tom Hanks to be in that movie? Dude, I'm just, no, 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 that was that was called Elvis. And the Little Mermaid movie. This is an excellent. <laughs> Tom Hanks is in that Pinocchio movie, isn't? Is he not? Is he not in that Pinocchio Disney movie? Isn't he Geppetto? Here's the thing. Oh, he is Geppetto. That's right. I <laughs> I went over to a friend's house. Nervous. Pinocchio. <laughs> I'm still mad. And they got like Pinocchio. Jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt's like Jiminy Cricket. And it's that movie sucks. Like that movie has so many people in it that I like. I was over to a friend's house bad. and they were watching it. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look good. But I saw Jiminy Cricket and I was like, what do they do to him? He looks terrible. Yeah, well, uh, Robert Zemeckis is done. I think he's washed. Okay. <laughs> We say sometimes we say football players are washed. This is directors washed. All right. All so right. Theater is Guardians we're, of the Galaxy. Uh, streaming yes. is Fast 10 and we're booting Little Mermaid. 
June, we, I guess so. Yeah. Um, J- June, Spider-Verse 2, uh, Ezra Miller's The Flash, and the Indiana Jones movie not directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh, uh, dude, I... Can I boot two movies in this one, or do I have uh, to stream oh, really? one? Because I'm I, actually, I think that Indiana Jones trailer was really good. Across the Spider Verse is theater for me, hands down. There's no okay. question on this one. Here, okay, wait. Here's the thing, though. Okay, how good with everything that's going on with Ezra Miller? How good must this Flash movie be that they're still releasing it in the theaters? No, it's like this they, doesn't it's, have to be good at all. I don't think this, it's good in the middle of summer. They're, they would not be releasing this movie in the heart of summer. They have put if it was so bad. much into this. Do you know how many people are in this? Uh, Affleck it, and Keaton are in this. The pre-production is done. They it cannot has to be good. It. They can't cancel this. No, they there's no it. way it's there's no way it's bad. Like I, oh. they would they would can it if it was if it was bad. They would be like, well, you know, Ezra Miller has all these problems, and they just use it as an excuse to put it in the trash can. It it has to be good. Like there's no way be that fine. I don't know if it's going to be like good, but yeah, all I'm going to say is. Spider-Verse is the theater movie for me, and I would can the other two so y'all can decide what you want to have stream. The Indiana Jones movie is going to be good. I'm I agree. It. I'm, I all think right. we're all in agreement here, except for hey, Jul- I want to boot two. July, Mission Impossible 7, uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer, That's also. and Greta Gerwig's Barbie. That Barbie yeah, movie This, is this might be the most, the most uh, divisive month yet. I'm saying theater. Uh, bar- oh, Barbie, man. I'm going Barbie in the theater. Bar- Barbie is it's Barbie or Mission Impossible Seven. See, I honestly I'm going so MI Seven theater, Oppenheimer streaming, and I don't really care for Greta Gerwig's movies, even though they always look interesting. Uh, I think we go. I think we go theater Barbie. I'm with you, Eric. I'm, we're going to take that one, and then MI Seven in the streaming, and we're cutting Oppenheimer. I get. Here's the I, thing. I I love Christopher Nolan. I don't really. I feel like he? he's just going to make me care about something I don't care about, and then I'm yeah. going to forget about it. Like Tenet. It's also a really good cast. Yeah, it is. But that, that that month has two like like great directors doing high budget biopics, biopics, and I'm just like, make a fun movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> August, The Meg Two, Seth Rogen's Ninja Turtles movie, and uh, Blue Beetle. I had no idea there was a Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles. Uh, I feel like I have to stream Blue Beetle because it was originally supposed to be a like a streaming show. Okay, so I have a similar. Okay. I have a similar <laughs> thing about that though. Is that movie must be good if they took it off streaming because they're like trying to just can movies and get rid of stuff, right? That's true. Like if they took it off streaming and they're like, "Hey, let's let's get in there." The- but they moved it from streaming to August, which is only like kind of taking it well, off. Streaming. There's rumors <laughs> that they're going to keep uh, this version of Blue Beetle for James Gunn's DC universe moving forward so yeah this is hard i'm kind of like where kevin was where he wanted to watch spider-verse and boot two i want to i want to stream blue beetle and boot two i'm really excited about this ninja turtles movie i i think i don't they've done about it so okay i can give you a few pieces of information it's a computer animated uh cartoon Mm -hmm. the new one the new computer animation on those have been good it's uh yeah it's seth rogan and evan goldberg Okay. So producing super, super, super bad. Yeah, it's um the director is the Mitchells versus the Machines guy. Love that yeah, movie. He's the Gravity and, Falls guy. So that's good. And the and the screen and the screenwriter is has significant comedy chops. Like I don't love Neighbors or Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, but those movies are not bad. And like it's a comedy writer, and you know you know the Rogan and Goldberg are going to be involved. It's not, it's not okay. Like a, so I'm theatering Blue Beetle, uh, streaming Ninja Turtles, and I can't remember the third movie. So that guy says it all. 
<laughs> what he, was the so, third movie? So also their aesthetic is their aesthetic they're going for is punk rock, if that matters to you for the Ninja Turtles. Okay, movie. that's fair. Well, that doesn't hurt. Oh, we're 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 ditching Meg too, though. Oh, great! Sorry. Sounds great. Sorry, Stath. All right, right. Uh, se- September Haunting in Venice, Quiet Place spinoff, uh, Equalizer three. <laughs> wow, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty grim. Uh, I want to stream yeah. the Kenneth Branagh movie, and uh, I want to dump the other two. Can I put the caveat? I want to stream the Kenneth Branagh movie in like two and a half years. Yes, when I, I suddenly I, see it showing up on a streaming service, I'm like, oh yeah, that came out. I'll theater the Quiet Place spinoff. I'll watch Equalizer three on streaming. Those are movies are perfect for not paying attention to. And yeah. then I'm ditching Haunting in Venice. Okay, are you ready for even worse? Oh, Sarnowski is doing the Quiet Place spinoff. The dude who did Pig. That's awesome. Yeah, Quiet Place spinoff should be actually pretty solid. Um, okay, then uh, October, Craven the Hunter, hmm. an Exorcist remake with with like real star power in it. Just so you know. Okay. And then True Love. Which I will just tell you is an Alice and Janney sci- sci-fi movie. That's all. you can look up more about it if you want, but it's Alice and Janney doing a sci-fi movie, guys. Hmm, that's pretty cool. Hmm, is it? <laughs> Alice and Janney is like one of the best actresses working. Today, it's also a Gareth Edwards opinion. movie. Um, David Gordon Ooh. Green is do- David Gordon Green's doing The Exorcist. Leslie Odom Jr. is starring. Like that. That David is like Gordon real- Green doing The Exorcist movie. Uh, is frustrating because I was so ready to just completely dismiss it. And that makes me kind of not want to dismiss it. And then I remember Halloween ends and I'm like, no, never mind. I can dismiss this. I mean, he's, he's like hit or miss for me. Like he, some stuff he's done is really great. And some stuff he, and the Halloween movies, his Halloween movies were like a real mixed bag for sure. So I think he'd get off to a hot start though with the, with the first exorcist. And then when they ask him to make three more, they'll just get progressively worse. Uh, <laughs> Are you any excitement here for Craven the Hunter? None. Ouch. It's got the guy. Ouch. Well, it's a Sony Spider-Man movie. It's got Russell Crowe in it. Okay, so it's going to have Craven the Hunter, and it's going to be stupid because no one asked for it. And at the very end, he's going to show up and do some morbid time with the vulture. And you're going to be like, how does this make sense? It doesn't. And then that's it. And then they're going to move to the next Sinister Six guy. It's it's going to be awful. I've been bothering you guys to watch this movie for months. Uh, a month, maybe. Month is more accurate, maybe, than months. Month. And uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is so good in Bullet Train. that He's very good me... in Bullet Train in the first hour. I'll tell you what. Because <laughs> you haven't finished it yet, right? Well, I don't want to spoil uh, it for Kevin. Uh, yeah, we Next week when we do Bullet Train, I gotta, I'm going I'm gonna go off on Aaron Taylor Green, by the way. He's, I got a problem with this. So that, I'm, I'm into it. Cra- Craving the Hunter. Theater. I got a big problem with this guy. All right. November. Uh Dune 2, Hunger Games spinoff, Wish. This this calendar is getting loose because they they did you know there's some stuff that's gonna come on the schedule. Wish is a animated Disney movie. Do you guys want to know more about that? No, I like not knowing. <laughs> it's Disney. It's Disney right. animated. For, I'm for sure the in audience. worst case it's stream. For the audience. Go ahead and throw that one out there. No, uh, it's, no, they don't need to know either. Don't tell them. Uh, okay, well, I'm gonna say something anyway. Well, it's from it's the Frozen the, team. The the plot ah. is based on the plot is based on wishing stars, like because the wishing stars is like a trope in uh in Disney animated films. Uh, Alan Tudyk uh, voices the star. Yeah, I'll take He's, it. Yeah, so there you go. Okay, uh, I'll I'll see Dune two. Dune two in theaters. There you Dune go. Dune two in theaters. I'll probably stream the Disney movie because it will be completely harmless. Yes, and I'll never see that Hunger Games spinoff movie. All right, December yep. last one. Here we go. Uh, Wonka, 
Have you heard about this one, Eric? Did you uh, know there's another Wonka movie coming I out? I heard there was. I, I don't know any details, but I am aware that it's coming. And I'm. Timothy uh, like, Chalamet is that's playing right, that's Willy right. Wonka, and it has Mr. Bean in it. <laughs> and Keegan Michael Key. Who I have a real soft spot for Mr. Bean at this point in my life because I've watched the comedy special Cold mm. Lasagna Hate Myself 1999 probably 30 times in my life now. It's like my number one thing to put on when I want to like put something on. It's wholesome just, like, too. You can laugh. It's so yeah. funny. No, he's um, edgy now. He's edgy now. Okay. Oh, okay. A, little too cha- a little too challenging for you, Eric. <laughs> I don't know, if, you, if you've watched if you've watched the, the special oh that really my gosh okay so what do we got we got mr bean wonka ghostbusters afterlife 2 and and uh, aquaman 2 uh i'm pitching which i think afterlife has a name which I, which I think has a name actually aquaman uh, the 2 lost is kingdom. the lost kingdom yeah okay it's, great uh it's a jurassic park crossover yeah, all no, I know is no, it's, it's no, it's the not. last it's, DC. It's the last movie. King, it's Lost Kingdom. It's not the same thing. Same that that, that is Dolph, the old Dolph DC. Lung, I know Dolph Lundgren's in the movie, which of course. I'm excited about. Yeah, so is Jason uh, Momosa. So is everybody. Uh, uh, I'm theorizing. Ben Aff- apparently, Wonka? Ben Affleck is bat. Apparently, Ben Affleck is still Batman in in this one. Yeah, well, so this is the old DC universe. This is before James just, Gunn takes over. And I don't understand, like, why is our Pat's not Batman? Like. Because he may be Batman in the new James Gunn universe. And so they're trying to like finish off this so that they can move past the Snyderverse, which yep. I think is a good move. Are they like trying to kill the Snyderverse? Do you not know this? Yeah, they're, they're just, by they're making just more Snyderverse, Snyderverse movies? This is, well, this is, this is already going. Yeah, so James Gunn basically said uh, everything that's coming out is coming out and then we're it's it's done. I'm reinventing everything. And so like okay, I mean, I knew that. He's I knew recast that. Jason Momoa as Lobo. He may keep Blue Beetle. I don't know he, about Shazam. He fired. He fired uh, Superman. I, I mean, I heard about it. Yeah. Like, which which is fine. People were really mad about him firing Spider Superman, but like, I don't know. I'm not like. I just think what? it's super funny. They were like, "Hey, Cavill, you got to come back." And then three weeks later, they're like, "Hey, you got to get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "All, all right." Yeah, I mean, he doesn't care. He just did you hear he's just gonna make a Warhammer 40k movie? I think that's so that's funny. delightful. That's gonna be that that universe is so dark, it is. It is. And, and he and, and, his thing, and he's such a nerd. And like, so he the reason he left Witcher was because it was not faithful, they weren't enough nerding enough, yeah, right. And so he this this nerd now is gonna go make a faithful Warhammer adaptation, the like grimmest series yeah. in existence. It's just gonna be a yes. five part descent into fascism it's going to be amazing and marvel's um, been trying to get him to play captain britain for like a phase and a half it's gonna be fun okay so wonka's my theater movie because that cast is pretty stacked and it should be very enjoyable like i I, and also it's like christmas time so that's that's great um i will probably stream aquaman the lost kingdom the following summer when i just happen to notice it and i'm like sure whatever does streaming count if i watch it on tnt Yes. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, and true. I have no interest that's in stre- Afterlife. That's too. streaming. That's streaming for old people. It is. <laughs> ding ding ding! Uh, It'll come on right. right after Airborne on a Saturday morning. Oh, Kevin, don't tease me. So yeah, the, the Hollywood Reporter says they yeah they they they're going to recast Momoa in a different DCEU role. It's Lobo. At, it's already official. James Gunn said he's being recast okay. And Lobo. I know they got rid of Patty Jenkins. They were like, no, nah, no more of these Wonder Woman. Well, so I thought good. that they had a good conversation, which could mean she's fired. Yeah. So, all right, whatever. Um, I do like the Batman, and I'm glad they're making another one. So we'll just start. Yeah, with you that. can't screw up. You can't. The screw Matt up Reeves, the Matt Reeves Batman universe is going to be sweet. 
Uh, Matt Reeves is just great. All He's right. so good. Can I go um, movies it. that don't have dates? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Hit me. Uh, three. So how do you live is coming out next year? Uh, that's the last how Miyazaki movie. Okay. Um, so that should be great. So uh, is it really the last one this time? I mean, it's the last one until the next one. It's how's Miyazaki. It's that's the way it works. Until <laughs> till he, till he gets bored and decides to make another movie that makes me depressed. Yeah, okay, until cool. until his kid uh, uh, makes a movie very poorly. And then he's like, no, I'm, I can't have him screw my name up. I'm going to make another movie. Um, but it's based on like his favorite childhood book. Uh, Poor Things is the New York Slant the most movie. So that should be insane. And it has another stacked cast. So that should be fun. Um, okay. And then uh, that doesn't have a release date yet. No, it doesn't. No. OK. Uh, the Killer is the new Fincher movie, and it's based on a graphic novel and has Fastbender. So those are all good things. Hey, Fastbender's back. Fastbender's great. What yeah, he is. He just, was he canceled or something? No, I just haven't seen him in a while. Fastbender and Tilda Swinton are in this movie? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh. this movie will be good until until Trent Reznor's music starts annoying me. I, I always am like... like I'm always like noticing Trent Reznor scores too much. Does that make sense? Uh, like, it I makes mean, sense. I hard disagree, but it makes sense. Yeah, you like, don't like Oscar winner Trent Reznor? I mean, I understand why people dig it, but it's just like I, for me, it's like I don't know, monotone synth stuff is like weird to me. He's my, anyway, he's my next uh, guy to get the. And also, I mean, Fincher only knows how to do like he's everything is blue or yellow in Fincher movies, and it's like it drives me effing nuts. So, I, <laughs> so this I, is I movies that specifically bother Nathan, but are otherwise great movies. Got it. Um, but 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 then, David Fincher does he know how to use any other color filters? Like I don't understand what's going on. Well, in Alien, just, 3, you know what? I hope went, this is the bluest and yellowest movie yet. Alien Three, yeah, he he. he it's went. just it's it's a Smurfs movie that takes place on the sun that's what this what rotation is he on for for color that's what i mean gone girl gone girl was very blue so I, I i would and then what i didn't see mank mank was black and white right it was uh, yeah so he couldn't use any color that blue. was that was like a that was like a no color filter he found a new one i guess that's All true right, anyway go go, go ahead. diversifying his bonds um and then <laughs> next goal wins uh new taika waititi should be out um it's a taika waititi movie so it should be delightful and then uh, this is another weird one. Uh, Park Chan Wook has a, a, a miniseries coming out. Okay. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But if you like Park Chan Wook stuff, check isn't it out. there isn't there like a Lord and Miller, Emma Stone, Ryan Gosling uh, Project Hail Mary movie? Uh, that is like a theoretical thing, to my understanding. Oh, it's like not even filming yet. Yeah, that'll be that'll be so sweet if that makes it. I mean, I'm a thousand percent in if that's a thing, because that book was hey, dope. You want to you want to hear something cool? They're making another Independence Day movie anyway. All right. Oh, for, Kev wow. <laughs> for Kevin, for Eric, we will see you guys next week. Go Hawks.